systems are offline. This is I Like Some of You with Brett Riley on Dash Talk X. Welcome to I Like Some of You with Brett Riley. I'm your host, Brett Riley. The show is called I Like Some of You because I am trying to learn to like more people. And by doing so, I'm inviting the people that I do like onto my show. I want it's not a negative thing. I like some of you is just a show about trying to appreciate the fact that we all meet very interesting, very talented, very cool, very complex people all the time. But because we're bombarded by all the stuff we're bombarded by, whether it be social media, television, whatever, we it's hard not to get down. It's hard not to kind of uh, every once in a while develop this kind of vibe where it's like, man, people are stupid. There's so many stupid people. There's so many awful people. There's so much bad behavior that it kind of beats us down. And uh, especially during a pandemic, I know that a lot of us have been beaten down during this time, but the, the, but the, the truth is, is there's a lot of good people out there for us to, like but the truth is there's a lot that that you're we're not imagining it there's really awful people a lot of them and uh they're showing themselves a lot right now uh because crisis usually brings out the best and the worst in people and so we're seeing a lot of both but uh i just want to go into this episode with a let's just see where we go because i this okay this guest we've known each other for a good while now we 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 met during a great time, which was when John Lovitz had his own comedy club, the John Lovitz Comedy Club up at Universal City Walk, and we this that's where we met. My guest today was the is is a singer, a musician, a producer, a funny man, an all around creative. I want you to give it up. This is my guy. Lee Miles. Lee Miles, thank you for coming to the show today. I like some of you. <sighs> yeah, everybody's going nuts. They're going crazy for you, dude. Uh, what's up, Lee? How are you? Hey, thanks, Brett. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for having And I do. I like some of you. I, I do. Some of you out there I like. Some of you I don't. You know, uh, to me, I've been really trying because I initially went through a pretty dark period of hatred generally towards humanity. Um, but I was, but I was, uh, really like hating the people who didn't think like me, just like most people do. Right. Right. And, and, uh, throughout, through the pandemic, um, I, I started to try to understand, um, that maybe what people experienced in their lives brought them to a place rather innocently, you know, someone who thinks something despicable to me, for example, that tells me something. And, you know, my initial, my initial instinct is to punch them in the throat and, you know, kick them off the curb. Yeah. Um, or even in some cases do the curb stomp, you know, but yeah. I got to remember that we're all babies. We, we were all babies and we were, we were good. Well, no babies are shit. Let's babies are shit, but we, we we had goodness in us, and I think that you really think that your ba- when did, okay. So now that since you've got one on the way, and, uh, be my third and two right now. And wait, when did little guy turn? When did little guy go shit? 
When did when? The, the, well, humans are shit. Okay, let me just. This is going to come out negative. It really isn't. It's just factual. It's just Human, factual. Humans are shit. Humans, okay. humans come. They come out of the vag. They're yes. they're 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 like they're ah you know they're insane. They're what the hell? They're confused. They're hungry. They don't know what's going on. They're pooping weird, and then they mm-hmm. grow up. And it's like you see you see the natural human uh, the human's nature to want to take. It is mine. Mm-hmm. I do not consider you. You have to learn consideration. You have to learn compassion. And this is to- absolutely true. So we teach that. And I feel like some people weren't taught the same compassion. They were actually treated terribly. And shit rolls downhill in humanity. If you're abused, mm-hmm. you abuse. If you're treated like shit, you treat like shit. Oftentimes the bully in school was bullied by their father or their older sibling. So Almost I'm- every time, yeah. Um, you know, just, just my, my opening statement is to say, uh, I want, cause Brett, I know you. And one of the things about you that's, you know, you really are expressive things really, you know, you, you, you get emotional when you see these things, they, they, they affect you yeah. and, and, and they used to affect me more too. But I'm telling you, if we could all like, if we could all communicate, just communicate without starting off with fuck you loser, which it comes from both sides. uh, Don't look at me like that. Don't I hate, you know how much I hate the both sides shit though. You know, I hate that shit, but you have to understand that. I think that someone, uh, are we allowed to, drop yeah like names first, whatever we can say whatever well, no, yeah i because I, I don't want to disenfranchise anyone but a good uh, well a mutual friend of ours jay oh. i don't have to say his last name he's a mutual friend but hold on a second now because this is this is kind of the unique standpoint that i feel like i have like jay says things that are so outrageous to me and his belief system is so flawed to me in my opinion but when he, when I allow, when I just let him kind of go and I try to talk to him, yeah. hold up. I, I can see though that he was something happened to him. Like something happened to him. And I'm trying to be compassionate there. And if well, I, I have be- a joke about it, do you want to hear my joke about it? Yeah. That's one of my new jokes that I wrote about, Please. about you were saying something happened to people. Yes, of yeah. course. Like if you're a grown white, man that seems like you're somewhat normal and then you inform me that you're a trump supporter i just assume a black guy fucked your girlfriend and stole your bicycle when you were younger and i assume that the first woman that you tried to have sex with was a mexican woman and she laughed at your cock that's 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 what i think about you when you say something happened to people yeah i think shit happened to people I think a black guy fucking stole their girlfriend and a Mexican fucking laughed at their cock. I think that's what fucking makes you a Trump supporter. I mean, I don't know. It, th- that could that could be, but you know, whatever it is, I try to find it or at least like because no, because like if I were on the I if I were on the other side. But that's I, the thing is you always and this is you're not alone. I would say that most of the people in my you know orbit most people in my friend zone that's usually that's most people i i know's opinion which is well do you ever try and see it from the other side 
and and uh it's like a and like the sympathy i i i I envy it to be totally honest, the sympathy and the empathy that you have for, I don't know, in my opinion, mental midgets is, is it's great. It's astounding. It's good. Somebody needs to give a fuck because I don't like if, if a grown person decides to like Trump and that kind of ideology, I'm just kind of like, good for you. Yeah. I mean, but you have, you know, I'm trying to take into consideration the the bubble that they're in, the, the trauma. Oh, every, every yeah, the trauma. Every experience in their life leading up to them being in a position where they can see a message like Trump's, mm-hmm. and and decide this is for me, and and they go all in, and and for some, I, I I this is above my pay grade. The psychology of why oh yeah why Same. Christian why Christian beliefs are are like right dead in line with Trump beliefs. That's like. They're just as passionate and just as foolheartedly blindly walking into it because there's some there's there's a connective tissue between the mentality of just just desperation in wanting purpose and wanting some sort of salvation. It's, it's very easier. Bizarre. It's easier to it. In my opinion, it's easier to subscribe and to authoritarian beliefs and like like religion and like trump stuff it's easier for me i think for people to subscribe to that than to be a individual and a an independent thinker and stuff it's easier that's why brett is this live no oh i didn't know i don't know if it was broadcasting or no it airs tomorrow it airs it 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 uh by the way everyone listening just to let you know we are being responsible. We are socially distanced. We are uh, COVID cough right there because of the COVID. Yeah, the COVID cough. Now Lee is at his house. I'm at my house. We do. Uh, we do everything socially distanced. We're being responsible. We're handling. Uh, we're handling ourselves. He's got his tribe all 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 quarantined up, and I got my tribe all quarantined up. So. Uh, yeah, Shana got the vaccine yesterday. We could talk about that. My That's wife incredible. got incredible. Yeah. Yeah, my wife um got the vaccine, did it on video cuz god, that's so weird that we're it's still history. Uh you yeah. know, her getting that va- I mean, that's history. It's going to be and I mean, I hope it all works out. I really do. I hope it all works out for this vaccine. We we desperately need it. Yeah, um, we need to get back some semblance of life, but <clears throat> I, I You'd like to th- hope that we've learned some lessons through this, but I, I can't. I don't know if anybody. I don't know if they have. I mean, they haven't even caught on, dude. Over three hundred thousand people are dead, and it's still very regular to run into people that are like, "Oh, are you scared of a disease that has a ninety-nine percent survival rate?" But see, I can see on. So it, again, it's the information source and how one perceives it based on you know, both their surroundings and their trauma. So yeah. uh, my brother, for, exa- uh, for example, my brother is, a, I mean, otherwise very smart individual. And he actually looks at things in terms of data, which I like that. Right. However, the data stream that he is reading is one that would lead him to believe that it is not as threatening. And that also, you know, the numbers are, you know, the percentages are showing that nobody's it's, it's, it's kind of like he'll, he'll read something from the CDC and interpret it in such a way 
that uh, he moved back to Florida so he can they can be um, free to do whatever they want, which is great, you know. And I mean, I love my brother, and he's probably having a lot more fun than than I am. But it's it's confusing. Like, how is this? Are, how is the data being interpreted in a way where, like, I'm like you, bro. I look, I'm like three hundred thousand and twenty five, three twenty five, three hundred twenty five thousand people. And, you know, I look at the, the flu, it's like, okay, 40 to 60,000 or whatever. And I'm bad year, 80,000. That was a year. This is, this is still less than a year. We're at three twenty five. Yeah. To me, it's like, well, well that, I, I mean, everything else is above my pay grade, but that's, Hey, that's um like, f- that's like fucking four times. Yeah. That's four times. We're going to be at a million. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to, you know. And it's getting scarier. What's scaring me right now is just, <clears throat> just the fact that rather than when, when the need, when the need for it being taken seriously and for people to really, really buckle it down, like when that's really needed, the vaccine rolling out, sadly, I feel like it's doing the opposite. I feel like, I feel like it's, I feel like it's feeding that comfort that we're, we're, we're turning the corner. Well, it doesn't help that the president's been telling them turning, we're turning the corner for six months or whatever. We're about to beat it. It also didn't help that he caught the shit and kicked its ass in, you know, 48 hours. I mean, I'm, this is crazy. Yeah. It's been insane. What we're, what there isn't, we've never lived through a time. We've, I just, Never thought I'd live through a time where literally <clears throat> people would get in power and be so transparently them versus the citizens. I hate you know what say, I mean? Yeah, I hate to say or or admit this, but if Trump had died, it probably would have been better for the for the world. I mean, it probably would have been better. Yeah, it would have made people go, "Oh my god!" Oh shit! Oh, yeah. sh- it got it got our guy. Um. But no, he, he he in true Trump form, it was just like he's that guy that wins again. You know, that you just want so you want him to lose, and then and then and then you know now he lost the election. Yes, and I don't even like I, I'm barely reading the news anymore because I'm just checked out. I know you probably are too. I you, you told me yesterday, let's fuck fuck politics. It's over, but it isn't because when I do check in, I hear things like martial law and like pe- people. I know like, you try. I did tell you too. I was like, let's try not to talk about it. <laughs> fuck that shit. We're gonna talk about it. No, I fuck that shit. talking about. No, it. <laughs> we're talking about it because it's history, and in ten years, we're gonna look back and be glad we talked about it. Somebody out there may be listening on the other side. And we may be able to actually, if I could get one person, yeah, who's like a J or like a you know somebody who is dude, so- he lost Pat Robertson. Uh, oh yeah, I, I know Pat Robertson, the evangelical that's been saying God sent Trump, literally came out and said, "It's time to move on." Joe Biden won. It's enough with you, you, the way that you're speaking and all the erratic stuff that you're doing. It's not good for the country. And I don't think you should run in 2024. The whole thing. He lost. He's finally, they're finally jumping ship like rats. It's, it's what's disgusting is the vaccine stuff. All the, all the, all the, all the politicians that literally publicly said that it was not a threat that it is. And they jumped to the front of the line to get the vaccine. Like Marco Rubio. That's what a little turd. Dude. And and, and so guess what? I think everybody sucks. 
I think yeah. everybody. I, I think truly everybody saw, and everybody. None of us. None of us know what the fuck we're talking about. And, and when you have doctors, oh god, it's just, dude. I this is where I, this is where I get the part where my, I go back to general humanity. Just disgust. I've been, I've been, I've been rooting for a fucking meteor, dude. I'm like, we need it. It's time. You know, I love my kid. <laughs> I would love for my kids to grow up, but all I know all my kids are going to do is grow up and fuck and make more, more people to suck the air in the water and be hateful and beat people up or shoot people. My kids, they're beautiful, sweet little angels right now, but they're fucking going to be, they're going to be <laughs> part of the problem too, man. I'm telling you. So if a meteor came, if a meteor came, I would pick my son up. I would hold him. I'd be like, bro this isn't gonna hurt i would kiss him i would say i love you whatever that means and we would just get vanquished by this beautiful blinding burning light and be you know swept into the you know exactly how absolutely punk rock that was that you did the, the description of what you just said i don't that know literally that literally could be your next projects music video for whatever song they put out is them being taken out by a meteorite that's hitting right, I earth had, I had the dream last night i've had this dream a couple of times the meteor dream okay last night because that's super so punk rock real that i guess that is that cool thanks i don't know is that do you like punk rock yeah i like everything i i listen to everything from johnny cash to jay-z i like i like everything dude last night i had the most fucking vivid dream of it just big boulder-esque uh meteor coming and crashing right into the hill and i had my son with me and i felt the feeling i felt the feeling that i was that i felt which was incredible indomitable sadness i oh this is my last three seconds alive with my son and i did i kissed him i love you and then but it, nothing happened it just it just was really loud and scary and then i looked over and i was like well fuck uh, and, and then i like looked over and i saw my wife sleeping on the bed i'm like i'm awake oh that was a dream fuck oh and then i i hugged my son um he was sleeping. Yeah. Does he, is he, dude, does he climb in there with you guys all the time? We are co-sleepers. We're right now, we're in the transition of putting Olin and Major into their own bed. They've slept in there a couple nights. You know what fucking annoys me is when what? I talk to people and they're, they're, they, they, they shit on co-sleeping. I have a few friends. I hate it when people shit on par people's parenting stuff, because honestly. Yeah, go fuck yourself. Every one of you that thinks anything is weird that I do. You don't have kids, especially <laughs> fuck you. I don't like you. I don't like you. Oh, well, why do you do that? It's so weird. Why would you want to sleep with your kids? That's crowded. Wouldn't you want to sleep in your own bed? Go die. You don't know anything. Exactly. You don't. And by the way, it does, like, <clears throat> You know, with the pandemic and me not really being able to get away at all anymore, <clears throat> I mean, it was a good balance. My life was really a good balance. I was a, I've always been Mr. Mom since they've been bored, born, but I, there was balance before. I'm watching them all day, and then Shayna comes home, and where do I go? I go to the Laugh Factory. I go to the Improv. I go to the Comedy Store. You know what I mean? I get, and then I go have some beers with my friends at the Den on Sunset. Sure. That was a real it's, life. Now it's coming back. It's coming back, Brad. Now I get I have no escape. So I really have to struggle with how lucky I am. I have to I have to keep that balance. Like my kids, when I put them to bed and I just want them to go to bed cuz it's been just me and them all day long and they look at me and they go, "Daddy, would you lay with me?" Every fiber of me is going, 
motherfucker, you know that the goddamn football game that I want to watch is on right now, and it's in the fourth mm-hmm. quarter. Motherfucker, you know that the Jayhawks are playing right now. What are you talking about? But what do I do every time? I lay with them until they go to you sleep. must. You have and to. those are those are beautiful moments. Those, oh, it's incredible. We're, we're gonna I, we're gonna pine for those moments because I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, my God, Samuel L. Jackson, go the fuck to sleep. I heard it before I had kids, and I thought it was really great then. Yeah, but I have played go the fuck to sleep out of my la- phone to my children. <laughs> I played it to them in actuality, but then I realized, you know what? In in five years, I'm gonna weep thinking about how i used to be able to do this because they're gonna grow up and they're gonna start thinking we're weird which is like okay whatever i think i'm gonna be a cool dad i think i'm gonna be a cool dad which guarantees that you won't be but um because honestly if they like if they're like defiant to me or if my son is like you know you don't know anything i'll be like hey go fuck yourself do whatever you want go fuck go do whatever you want if you come back with an arm chopped off i'll try to help you i'll help you hey you want to go do crack? Hey, if if you get wasted on crack, you might come over here. I might beat you up and kick you out and not talk to you for two years. You got <laughs> you got to make your own decisions. You got to make your own decisions because I'm telling you, Brett. Something I read. Listen, man, this is this is breakthrough for me as a father. Something I read okay. from someone who pro- who probably doesn't know what they're talking about, and I am probably spreading bad information right now. So fuck me. But they said you can't save your children you can't and you shouldn't you shouldn't assume that you can save them or that you can control them into this thing that you project it's impossible it doesn't matter what you are or how much you display things they're gonna be themselves yeah that's also bad parenting that's overbearing that's authoritarian and that's not being a good parent right but you know uh your job is to be first i believe with parenting just as i do with intimate relationships when it comes to like a spouse, spousal relationships. You don't control that person. You don't control your kids. You just I'm, them. I, I, dude, I can't even. I, dude, I think I've spanked my kids four times. I'm kidding. Oh, okay. I can't do it. I suck. I did four times. I, I want to say, yeah, total of four times. Dude, he's Beta turns eight. She turns eight. Dude, like, it's insane. It's insane. It's insane. Well, you remember when I was, d- dude, you remember when I was bringing the little, bringing that little turkey to the club. You guys remember, I mean, I used to tote Veda everywhere with me. No, I was telling my kids, my biggest thing for the pandemic has been just telling them, look, I'm just here to help you. If I tell you to do something, if I tell you to do something, when I, this is what I say to my kids. I go, when, when have you seen your dad want to be in charge of anything? When, (laughs) when, when has your dad wanted, when has your dad been like, no, 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 no. It's my decision. I'm in charge. I let you guys pick where we eat. I don't even want to pick where we eat. I don't want to pick anything. Your mother picked the house that we just moved into and bought. I don't want to be in charge. I just want to help you. So did let your wife, me help you. Does your wife, uh, does she do the grocery, uh, the grocery business? For the most part, she's, I have to assist her. She's not very good at it. She's gotten better over the fifth, over 15 years that we've been together. But when we first moved to California together, 
I sent her to the grocery store by herself and she literally came back. She spent a hundred dollars and it was all condiments. Like it was all stuff to make a meal, but it wasn't the actual shit to make meals. It was all like the dressings and the condiments and the add on. And she literally came back with like barely anything that could actually make a meal. So, and you said, you said, and you, and you, probably struck her and told her that that was unexpected. oh yes i said if you want to not you know be indoors you're gonna need to yeah. be much better yeah you're gonna have to get you, you yeah you you, uh, you bitch and then hit her and then and okay then i told her i yeah. told her and then i told her i told her and when the football game is on you stay outside and you don't you know how i feel about talking when the game oh is man on. i know dog yeah i know you know hey. how i feel about talking when the game's on you tell that baby to shut the fuck up i'll change the staffer after the fourth quarter <laughs> <laughs> can't even step to that you're too good at that brett riley you're too good at that the best was when you friggin literally gave me that joke you were the one that gave me the joke that because you laughed so hard at it um sam elliott my sam oh elliott my impression God. my sam elliott impression actually came to fruition because of you laughing it was it do it it's so good let your audience just, just doing just doing sam elliott as a <laughs> as a very aggressive homosexual sitting next to you at the bar i was just noticing you look lonelier than the Black Angus on a moonless night. <laughs> and I was just wondering, you come back to my place and let me suck on your penis. Me, <laughs> come on now. You see this mustache is no, meant no, no, for no. riding. Uh, uh, what? No, sorry, guy. No, no, sorry. no, I don't want to ride your mustache. Sorry. Yeah. What, what, drip your ball, drip, look. Yeah, yeah. You can dip your balls on my mustache. It'll tickle you. <laughs> it's so stupid. I made it so, dude. I'm surprised. I think I picked the wrong path, man. I should still be doing telemarketing. I was. I had such a future. <clears throat> that was the worst. That was the worst two years of my life. I worked for two telemarketing companies, and uh, it was it was really uh, in Jacksonville, Florida. I mean, one of them was a complete and total and utter ripoff, and everyone at the fucking call center knew it. It was it, it it was the worst feeling to go in there and not only not sell a lot and make really no money, but when you did sell shit, you knew you were totally fucking someone over. Yeah, you get a big win and then you go home and it's like I just took somebody's mail out of their mailbox, opened it, and took the college money and figured out a way to cash that check. That's what I did. Yeah, yeah. Fuck I me. could, <clears throat> dude. I was making more money at nineteen than my. And my dad was at his, uh, at his, I think he was doing insurance. At the, anyway, I was making crazy money at MCI and they kept, they kept at, they kept trying to get me to take a trainer position, like a management position. So they didn't have to pay me my commissions. And so they could just pay me a salary because they had to keep paying me these commit anyway they rip the only reason i quit is because they ripped my grandma off somebody ripped my grandma off and you don't fuck with you don't do that well they oh, but, but, but then it made God. me but then it, i felt horrible because they literally looked at me in the meeting where i asked them i said you guys have to make this right or i'm gonna quit they literally go so you're mad that 
somebody else from the company did exactly what you do every day. And I was like, ah, I was like, I rip off people's grandmas. Ah, I'm done. It was really creepy. What other fucking mean vitriol can we purge? Let's talk some shit, Brett. I want to talk some shit. No. Yeah, I want you. You get to choose topics now because I was going, dude. I'm excited for you. You're gonna have a girl, aren't you? Yeah, I'm baby girl. You're gonna love it, dude. You've been, you've been through the boys stuff. The boys boys are interesting, but there's nothing like a little girl, man. They're just different. They're just special. You know, I can't. Uh, I can't, uh, her name is Benny, by the way. Benny 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 Lee Buchanan Benny Lee Buchanan Benny Lee all right yeah BB BB okay Mm -hmm. but I'm trying to visualize do I have the craziest dream the craziest dream I'm a I'm a crazy I'm clearly a a crazy dreamer um in my dream I caught the baby right out of my wife's puss and it turned to (laughs) me it turned to me and was like it was like two-year-old level like I want a banana I want to and it was like this New York kind of New York looking ba- I don't know how to, it was like a New a, York like baby. wait time out you had like a New York broad like yeah it's like New- I, I want a banana ah, what the fuck and I'm like dude uh, Jack she can talk she's her eyes are open she can talk I was freaking out in my so Jacqueline had a so she had a Jersey boy a girl no a jerky boys the jerky boys no, that would sound different. That would be like, oh, 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 hi, oh, please, 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 I need a banana so badly. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, that would be it. I have, oh, oh, I have a wart on my, on my young clitoris. Please rub it off. Okay. See, you all see. That's I go I dark, like. bro. I go but dark. That's what it, but that's what I like is that once you do have, well, never mind. No. I listen, just was gonna free, say once you have a little girl, but, but nope, I have a buddy who does dark, all dark humor. Little girl, listen, doesn't it, change. It, it, I do this in screenwriting. Like yeah. we'll write the most fucked up shit, and at the very end, the if you write something that would put you that would land you in jail, you just at the very end the person just wakes up and it was all a dream and it's all forgiven. So that that's a dream and that's a joke inside of a dream. So. In real life, I would never ever use those types of words of to word. describe right. to describe or be involved with with my daughter. But in my dreams, it's it's uh, it's you know it's a violation of human rights. Everything in your dreams is is free game, huh? <laughs> I think so because you can't. So at some point, you're you're you know you can't control your imagination, and I don't think it makes you a bad person. You can slide. There's a you can slide. Have you ever had a dream? That you just violently fucking murdered someone and like punched their face in till it was like mush. Have you ever had that yes, dream? Yes. Yes. So I would never do that. In real life, I would never hurt someone physically like that. Even in my most crazed tantrum. Right. I don't even You would think never it- be that violent. Yeah. The hyper hyper violent dreams really in my experience. <clears throat> I've always been able to control my dreams for the most part. So, and whenever I can't, it lets me know that there's something I really, really need to work on with my emotions because I can pretty much painting something up. Yeah. Cause I can control my dreams. Like if everything's running smoothly, I can literally go to bed and play golf in the most otherworldly, beautiful 
golf course. You know what I mean? In my dream. Uh, but then if I'm having, if I'm having issues with something or I'm really stressed, yeah, I'll have like a hyper violent dream where the person that's causing the stress gets, I, you know, not only do I, not only do I beat them up, I basically mutilate them. Yeah, you know what I mean? Right. And, and, and I've only had a few of those dreams in my life over the course of my life. But I do think it does, you know, you, you wake up and you, you know, you, you go straight to therapy. I did have yeah, a therapist yeah. once tell me that it was totally normal. Um, she told me that actually, like, it's abnormal to not have those dreams. Because just like you said, that is kind of your mind's way of releasing certain tensions or fears. Because yeah. a lot of people who get in, in, in uh, those deadly physical alter- altercations, they're usually they're usually in some form of fear, except if you're a sociopathic or murderer. You know, like if you get in a fight, if you get in a fight and you can imagine yourself getting in a fight and you're getting your ass kicked, if you get the upper hand at some point, there may be uh, out of fear you might just want to just turn that machine off. It it doesn't even become about the person. It's like stop, stop, stop. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Anyway. I don't know. This is getting weird. It is because we went to talk about hyperviolent <clears throat> dreams. Um, <laughs> we went right into canceled. hyper. Huh? I can't get canceled. This is my show. I'm in charge. I know, but the, every time I speak in a recorded fashion, I'm like, "There's You're always worried about." Oh, it's recorded now. Damn it! Yeah, like somebody's gonna take that clip where I w- did the little weird thing with the baby dream, and they're gonna clip that. If like if if something happens, and I, you know, because anyway, I'm not even. Like piece right it together now. to incriminate yeah, like, in some way. You cannot support this guy. You cannot Dude. support this guy. Listen to what he said about his own. Okay, dog. I watched a fucking comedy show yesterday on Netflix, and it wasn't comedy. It was clever, but it wasn't comedy. It was analogies. This dude's whole show is analogies. It. I'm sorry, I watched it. It was all analogies. It's literally, and she was shaking, and she was shaking like your grandpa with Parkinson's. And then he solved the mystery like Matlock did. It was all fucking analogies. The whole show, this dude's whole show was just analogies. How did it make you feel? And then this, like, and then this is like this. And then I look like it's all fucking analogies it was so frustrating you so it made you feel frustrated yeah i was just like how the fuck and it's also everybody they give these shows to it's like they think like hollywood thinks that they're fucking ahead of the game because they're going and plucking these people from fucking obscurity if you're plucking them from fucking obscurity then they weren't right on the verge of shit you just fucking made somebody that was on the verge. It's like, just fucking, there's enough people right there that are right on the scene. This fucking bullshit idea that they have to go pluck some asshole from obscurity. It drives me nuts. I'm like, no, there are motherfuckers that have been killing it on the biggest stages in the hardest circuits of performance. You don't, this bullshit idea that you got to go pluck these motherfuckers. Like, it's just bullshit. It's just bullshit. Hmm. <clears throat> they aren't just- motherfuckers from obscurity. Well, I, I, I would need to 
watch. I don't know why I just went on that Special. rant. Well, I think you're angry, Brett, about about the way the industry treated you in some ways, and I think in a lot of ways you you have every right to be. Um, and I can I can also identify with the feeling of watching those who, in 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 my perception, don't offer uh, shit to the game. You know, propel into this an amazing incredible opportunity but you know what though uh, 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 this is all and i'm always trying to work on myself i try that's to, what happens when, when you have children yeah I, when, I, when i think when i see that and i feel that thing i i just put my head back center and i just go no you you create and 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 stop being so so fucking angry about what you think someone else should do for you and you get your ass in gear that's what i tell myself yep you know yeah <clears throat> absolutely because so, it's, e- it's way easier to be like how why would they not give me that i'm the one i'm the chosen one it's no right bullshit i didn't do it i for some reason i did not secure that opportunity so you know what i don't quite yet deserve it i must not quite yet deserve it because here it's not so for 2021 right. for 2021 brett you and i are both going to do this okay we're going to keep our head forward and we're not going to worry about the periphery. And if yeah. somebody, if somebody, if somebody over here does not deliver, it's our job to, to compensate to deliver. that yeah. delivery so that they don't really matter with or without these peripheral entities. We're going to kick ass because what we deliver is that fucking undeniable. That's my goal. Absolutely. Let me let me now own it because this is another thing you have to learn once you have kids is you have to own it. So I'm going to own my little temper tantrum about what I just said. I'm going to literally go back just a couple, just a little bit ago when I talked about plucking motherfuckers from obscurity and being annoyed with the guy on Netflix having his show where it's all analogies. <sighs> The reason I just ranted like that is because of the thing that I told you about yesterday where the dude st- stole my shit. That's why. No, it's, it, it, it's, uh, that's why I was sensitive. You didn't, you didn't do anything wrong. I'm just, I'm, I'm sensitive to it because that comic stole my shit and, and, and somebody sent me yesterday. So a fellow and uh, it's doing well, <laughs> it's no, it's not just doing a little bit. Well, like he made money. If it like, like, if it has 145,000 views when oh, I it, when I looked at it it had half a million views right after you posted that it, it was way over 150,000 views. Fuck that guy. That means he made money. Fuck that guy. Not so yet. He's got to have several million before he started. Oh god, it sucks though. But I did this joke. I do a joke. A lot of people that have seen my comedy have seen me do this joke. Uh, and they like the joke where I talk about how country music is irresponsible. And I do the whole chilling on the dirt road, laid back, swearing like I'm George Jones, smoke rolling out the window, and ice cold beer sitting in the console. You're drunk driving. Yep, that's irresponsible. And that's irresponsible. That's the joke. This dude did that joke as an act out. He literally is listening to that song, driving down this diner road, swerving, and he gets pulled over by a female cop. And, and they have a, a funny little inner, uh, you know, she was. They have their little dialogue where she's like, "Well, I got you drinking. You're definitely going to jail." And, but you know what? Okay, so check this out. This is an exercise for you. So, 
I it did suck. It did suck. But you know what? It should inform you. It should say it, you should turn around to yourself and go, "Hey, Brett, you I, you live in L.A. around all these directors and actors. Why the fuck have you not already made that video? Why you could make that video? Or you? I, I know. Listen, I'm not. I'm just saying this is this is I think the attitude that's going to propel me and the, the one that's going to propel you. That guy sucks for stealing jokes, though. I mean, joke thieves. Oh, they suck, but they don't. They don't pay the price. If anybody thinks they do, you're crazy. Well, I mean, I, I remember the. I remember watching. Uh, Dalia had to diddle kids to finally fucking go away. Brian Callen's still working, and that dude is is a is an accused <clears throat> rapist and sexual assaulter. But uh, and Brian Callen is still working. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I speak about this stuff now. Turn We're in a pandemic. Fu- fucking, uh, turn your fucking iPhone off. Just, it's or, or, Yeah, put it on silent mode. It's a little quick click. Um, remember when Rogan handed fucking Mencia his, his ass? Yep. Yep, I do remember that. It was interesting. So that guy, and then, and it actually, after a while, I mean, because initially, they booted Rogan from the comedy yeah. store. Yeah, and for I, a while, yeah. But I don't get it. Like they, I don't think they should have. And then, and niche, and then eventually, people saw it online, and they're like, "Oh, fuck this Mencia guy," and and then it turned the page, and all of a sudden, now Rogan, instead of being an outcast, was a fucking hero. Yeah, I. I dig things that are going on right now. I want to get on Rogan. So pretty much you want to get on Rogan. Everybody wants to be on Rogan. It's one of the most successful shows. So what? Fuck everyone. I want to be on Rogan. Okay. I'm trying to find a way to do something crazy enough. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what I have to do to find myself on Rogan. I really like that guy's fucking, I like his, uh, you like the cut of his jib. I just enjoy the way he talks. I like how he's, he seems, I mean, there's, there's definitely times. I he's don't very agree. cool. And he is like that in real life. <clears throat> yeah, like so, very, a very interesting guy to talk to and interested in, in everything. Like he finds life that I think that's the thing is he, that's, that's what his draw is, is he literally is that people are drawn to him because he literally is down. He wants to talk about it. You want to talk about aliens? Cool. I'm down. You want to There's talk about no it? reason you shouldn't be able to do Rogan next year. You know what? I will I actually probably will put that on a vision board because I I know I mean, I've worked with him a bunch. There's so. no fucking reason you should not be able to do Rogan. Brett Riley, you crush. You're a closing comic in the greatest city for comedy. Now, I know right now the pandemic, the yeah, pandemic, pandemic, whatever. Yeah. There's got to be a way. And I, I'm telling you, I'm going to end up on that podcast one day. I don't know why. Yeah, but I can definitely. I don't know why. See it too. Know. Hey, so are you still the, um, is it still your song that plays the kids say the darndest things, even though it moved networks? Yes. We got, yeah. uh, we got, we got uh, renewed for season two it is coming CBS. And uh, yeah, it went from ABC to excited. CBS, right? Yeah. The original home of kids say that was the kids network. Say the darndest things. Lee, that's his song. The theme, the theme song. Tiffany and I wrote it. 
Yeah, we wrote it together, and we are actually uh, preparing to work on more things together. Um, I just want to shout out Tiffany right now because I've met a lot of people in the industry, uh, actors, comedians, musicians throughout this last 15 years, and I'm telling you guys right now, Tiffany Haddish, at her level, where she is, she is the kindest, most real, like, just grounded down. She's just exactly her. I've not ever, you know, and I'm, I'm saying, like, I've met some cool, and there's a lot of nice people I've met, but I swear, man, it's like when I'm in a room with Tiffany Haddish, I feel like I'm in a room with a true homie who ha- doesn't yeah. even doesn't even realize their own their own you know where they're at i mean well she does you know in terms of it's funny she's like hold on a minute i gotta go cuss out uh fucking billy crystal yeah whatever and she knows where she is but if you talk to her she's just gonna talk to you and and listen to you in a way that's like truly giving and generous i i i i plan on shouting her out as much as possible to let people know tiff is a genuine tiff is the genuine article tiff is one of the first people coco brown's been a guest on this show but i met tiff coco brown ron g um deshaun ross we were all in the funniest comic in the city competition when i first moved out here and uh so i've known tiff tiff's been a day one i've tiff's one of the day one people i met out here so yeah she's been going for a long time yeah and we've been been killing so seeing her success is is incredible but it's also incredible that what's so incredible is how many people i've been actual personal friends with and been associated with and been seeing on a nightly basis for years have meteoric rises you know what i mean like her rise is it's 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 crazy even since i met her yeah it's meteoric and uh I'm going to tell you a quick story, Brett. Yeah. And by the way, if I talk too much, just put your hand up and go. No, you're no, not at all. Okay. You're good. You're fine. So, so um I met Tiffany. Uh she she came over because she wanted to record something for a possible upcoming comedy special. So she so 5:30 comes. She's supposed to be there at 5:30. 5:45, 5:50, and I'm like, "What the fuck?" And so like I walk out of my studio and I'm like looking around and there's a Tesla there and it's Tiffany and she's just passed out. She's just she's just like mouth mouth full of gape and I'm like that's t- that's Tiffany Hatch right there she's asleep she was so exhausted she had been working so hard that she pulled up and just passed out and then I invited her in and she came upstairs and she sat on my couch and within two minutes she passed out again and she needed a nap so yeah. I let her sleep an additional half hour and then we woke up and then immediately got to work um we kind of skipped the honeymoon that first session and we ended up uh, writing and recording this song, which was based off of a Hava Nagilia, traditional Hava Nagilia. <clears throat> um, because, you know, she does by mitzvah. Yeah, the black that. mitzvah. The black mitzvah. Now that song uh, is part of the Grammy nominated best for, she's now nominated for best comedy album for a Grammy and our work is on there. So it's like, yeah, those little moments where it's like, it, it, it was like, just a normal day and a normal, you know, she, she hadn't done black mitzvah yet. She was, she had girls trip and she was doing fine. And she was, yeah. you know, but not like 
to see that come like where she is now and then also a Grammy nomination and I have the song well, on the Tyler Perry bought her that Tesla and that Tesla dances. Yeah. I mean I think all Teslas Oh, they do? I don't I know. Most, I, still, I, I, was at the, I was at the comedy store when she was made her Tesla dance for everybody out back and it was pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she needs she it's a good thing for her cuz she's probably nodding out. She's taking naps when she's going from one place to the yeah, other. Yeah, she's uh <clears throat> But that's an I mean, it's crazy. It's just nuts just thinking of that level of And she really is now from one place to another, one place to another, one place to another just so busy. It's hilarious yeah. cuz you know, sometimes hard to get a hold of, but when I finally do, you know, initially I'm like been trying to get a hold of you for like three weeks. She's like, Yeah, I was in Bangladesh. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I was in Bangladesh for three weeks with the president of Nairobi or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Doing doing whatever, you know. I had Billy Crystal on my, you know, I was having to pick between Billy Crystal's movie, but then I picked this other movie because the other because there's a movie coming after the the you know, and so they had to they had to push the Yeah. And then Barbara Streisand wanted me to come up Barbara, to her place yeah. to have lunch. Yeah, oh, I know. On, hold, on, hold on, hold on. It's Oprah. Hold on. Hello? You know? Hold on, yeah. That's... Uh, yeah. When To see somebody that you actually know go full meteoric. It's, yeah. it's, it's been... I think it's been beneficial to see it. You know what you I mean? See that you can see it's possible. Yeah. That's why I'm telling you there's no fucking reason Brett Riley should not find himself on like, you know, a, a Rogan podcast or on a, in, in a film or, 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 or doing something. Just, you just, you, you, uh, what we're meant focus. for me. Okay. This is what I posted yesterday about that guy stealing. What is meant for me is still meant for me and it cannot be duplicated and it cannot be taken. So, well, I mean, I get, but, but it kind of can, cause he, he did it. And- he did, but, <clears throat> but I had to say some positive shit like that. Lee, because <laughs> I'm fucking with you. <laughs> no, the best. I still haven't used, dude. I told you you helped me bring Sam Elliott to the stage, and the other one that still hasn't, I still haven't had the guts to do it, is the uh, full-on um, meltdown guy. Oh my god, Brent! Brent, yeah, yeah, guys. Brett Riley has a Brett Riley definitely has an alter ego. His name is Brent. And he arrives after a certain amount of drinks and a certain amount of annoyances. Uh, uh, the the annoyance and the drunk have to collide pretty head on, though, for you to see it. Yeah, but it's beautiful. It's like a fucking wretched explosion of pure annihilating hatred. I saw it come out of. He had his brother was there, and his brother just like you could see that these guys were kids just fucking with each other, and his brother was like fucking with them and fucking with them, and you know, Brad, he's uh-huh. real nice. He's like, hey, man, hey. You chill out, hey. You know, he's like nah, dude, saying some saying some shit. I don't even remember what he was saying. I was doing it. He was just you. being really, really annoying. Remember, he was, and I'm laughing in the back seat, and and it went literally. It went. He was Brett was like, he's like, hey man, would you stop? Would you? Would you stop? <laughs> I was like, oh my god, who's that guy? And, and oh, and your brother's like, it's Brent. It's Brent. <laughs> Brent. That's what he was doing. He was summoning Brent. <laughs> oh man, he was summoning Brent. Dude, it was bad. My kids, my kids cry if I ever, uh, if that voice comes out of me, they cry. They just immediately start crying. We got. Like, you scared that. me. They were like, "You scared me, Dad." 
Dude, I think <gasps> the comedy. Yeah, the comedy would be in the ch- the the interaction. Like the you could take crying. it. You could, yes, you could take it further. Kids, dude, the brutality in kids is the fucking greatest comedy because there's so much truth. Like I tell people, I'm like, what they didn't tell you when you had a baby because I had a colicky baby. What they don't tell. Oh you, yeah. Is that is that you really do envision, you know, those people that fucking drown their babies in the bathtub and, and, you know, before having a baby, you're like, how could anyone, anyone ever, everyone do that? I was holding my son and I was looking at the bathtub and I was like, I could fucking just real quickly (laughs) take him by the legs and just bam, bam, two times into the tub and drop his lifeless body in. And I would not have to hear the cries anymore. And then, oh my God. And then I, and then you come back come back and i look at my and and i'm like i love this kid but wow if i was a little more psychotic if i was a little more on edge i could be one of those people you hear about on the news they snapped but that's why i'm saying we everybody needs to give everybody a little wiggle room yeah let's stop with this bullshit of unifying and we're all going to come together and be realistic and let's just give people a little bit of wiggle room yes brett Yes, that's back to our very original, original full circle thought. Full circle is when we deal with people, we have to try to just know that they were probably fucked in the ass by their uncle, probably, or 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 they were just beaten up and mistreated. That could be literally. As as that. That's literally what I think every time somebody cuts me off in traffic. Is that guy had to have done that because he was diddled by his father something something bad yes. and and if we something can, bad if we can empathize with that yes i think we're gonna get closer to healing i want everyone to know despite all the chaos i've spouted i really do love everyone and i hope everyone and this is on the real i hope everyone don't you laugh at me brett right i have I to when it. somebody says that shit fuck it's- you i love everyone i love everyone even if you have the worst ideas that humanity has to offer. I fucking, I'm telling you, man, I'm not even Christian. I don't even believe in, I don't believe God, but I love everyone. And I think everyone deserves a chance to be heard and everyone does. Listen, don't, you can disagree. I really do. Looking at me. They can't see me. You're the one looking at me. You're the, you're the one just listen to each other. Try to learn. And if you can't find a place to agree, just say, well, you know what? I hope you I hope you prosper and I hope for your sake you're right. And we don't have to agree. We don't. I hope I hope I hope this all My turn. <laughs> Meteor! My turn. My turn. I believe that all of us were equally created, meaning we all exist. That's it. We all exist. Let's try and make the best of it. Give people some wiggle room, but absolutely clean up your environment. If people are toxic, if this is the first Christmas you've actually gotten to not go be around your racist dipshit relatives, enjoy the shit out of this holiday. Amen. If this is the first time that you've gotten to actually, you have the excuse to actually just spend time with your girlfriend or your boyfriend and not have to go deal with a bunch of uh, forced interactions with relatives, soak that in. This is your holiday. Amen. We're going to come through this and we're going to be much, much better. We've made it through tr- the Trump years. If we can make it through the George W. Bush years and the Trump years, we're going to be fine. Okay. And all the propaganda about 
remember when I was growing up, we could drink out of the lead hose and we did that and we did this. You tell those old fuckers we live through Trump. We're good. Okay. Amen. And I like you, Brett. And I like you too, buddy. What do you got to plug? What do you got coming up? I, kids say the darndest things moving to CBS. They got picked up for season two, and that's Lee. Yeah. Lee, Lee produced that song with Tiffany Haddish. What if else you, you got? <clears throat> just go on over to almproduction.com. That's almproduction.com. Stands for a Lee Miles Production.com. And you can find all the things I'm working on right there in the website. And send me an email. <laughs> Send me a fucking email. Send Just me a fucking email. All right. Hey, we should have done the whole goddamn show in these voices. Just me and Lee talking back and forth. Hey. Absolutely. So we could sound like two Juco basketball commentators. Yeah. All right. Let's do, Dude. We'll do, we'll do that. Next how long do you have until the baby? What's, what, what, how long of it? Are we in the stretch yet? We're in the stretch. We're here. We are. I mean, January tenth is the uh, due date. Oh my but, uh, god! You know. What do you guys? Hey, serious. I'm gonna have to talk to you about this. Not on the show, but I want to hear all about your guys' plan. Are you doing Home a birth. but? Okay, Home birth. But, midwife. Okay, good. Candle, oh, wait, lavender. Wait, all the best. Um, thank you so much for being on the show, man. Please come back. Like they said, the show is called "I Like Some of You," and you're. Dude, this sucks. I don't know when we actually have seen each other in person, but we'll we need to get together and get the get the cruise together. I agree. Hopefully soon. All Everybody right, be safe out there. Thank you, Brett Riley. I want to thank uh, this is uh, Dash Radio for having me. Yeah, da- uh, the show airs on Dash Radio on Wednesdays, five p.m. Pacific, and you can find us on Spotify and Anchor. This is I like some of you with Brett Riley. Thanks for listening. I, I, I like some of you with Brett Riley. Where honesty is the best policy.